0: Talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by the marvelous people at Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. Purdy's have served this valley for decades. They give back, like the Purdy Memorial Golf Tournament, which raised around $15,000 for the Greater Susquehanna Valley YMCA. And that's part of their commitment. The Valley means everything to them. And you, their customer, mean everything to them. All right? And again, it's Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. And we're in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, here routes 11 and 15 in Humble's Wharf. And online at SunburyMotors.com. Great product lines, Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai. Great pre-owned inventory as well. Great deals to be had. All at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, Routes 11 and 15 in Hummels, Wharf, and online at SunburyMotors.com. All right. First of all, the reports that you have heard, Pete Thamel reported uh, within the last actually it was in the 1 o'clock hour that he texted a spokesman for the Big Ten and the Big Ten spokesman texted back, there has been no vote by the Big Ten presidents or chancellors. Now, it wasn't one of those well, they're still discussing it, or they're, uh, you know, we'll have more to say about this tomorrow. When you say there's been no vote, that's a rather definitive statement. So, what I'm going to do here is this I'm going to obviously respect any decision the Big Ten presidents make. But what I'm about to say over the next few minutes, then we'll get Chris Saleri on and Mark Roganrich, and then we'll get back to more open stuff at 4.30. I would be more in general about this. If the players, the student-athletes, weren't so adamant about playing, oh, and by the way, if their parents weren't so adamant about them playing, this is their game. One after another, from Trevor Lawrence to Jesse Lucetta to Sean Clifford to Justin Fields, and everything in between have all been hashtagging either we want to play or I want to play. Then the parents, I think it's Diane Fryermuth who wrote the Penn State parents' letter, and Master Teague's father wrote the Ohio State parents' letter. They have been saying, look, we want our young people to play. Now, when we say play, This decision would be about all fall sports. Women's soccer, men's soccer, women's volleyball, cross country, field hockey. But the primary focus is going to be football. So let me start with this. Just to let you know that 2020 is a completely different year than any other. I am about to quote and agree with Jim Harbaugh. So this is what he wrote. I would like to address the rumors that are swirling today. I am not advocating for football this fall because of my passion or our players' desire to play, but because of the facts accumulated over the last eight weeks since our players returned to campus on June 13th. I am advocating on August 10th that the virus can be controlled and handled because of these facts. One. Michigan football's prog- the Michigan football program has had 11 positive tests out of 893 administered, including three upon initial return to campus. We have had two positive tests out of the last 417 administered. We have had zero positive tests out of the last 353 administered. There have been zero positive tests among the coaches or staff over the entire eight weeks of testing. There has been no contact tracing to our fields, weight room, locker room, or facility. We have had zero pauses in our training. We have complied with all CDC guidelines and self-implemented stricter standards for contacting, tracing, and quarantining to prevent any spread. We have followed all health and safety guidelines and welcome and encourage any health department, university administrators, or other sports programs to visit and see how we practice and execute these protocols. And finally, as Daryl Conway, our chief medical officer and a member of the Big Ten's medical advisory board, has stated, quote, I wish that others could see this model. Jim Harbaugh goes on to say, this isn't easy, this is hard. It's proven that the conduct, discipline, and structure within our program has led to these stellar results. We respect the challenge that the virus has presented, however, we will not cower from it. We have developed a great prototype for how we can make this work and provide the opportunity for the players to play. If you are transparent and follow the rules, this is how it can be done. I am forever proud of our players, parents, coaches, and staff for being leaders and role models in our sport and our institution and in society. We continue to follow all health and safety guidelines, teach, train, and coach these young men and their families that have put their trust in us while advocating for a football season in the fall. Now, it would not be Jim Harbaugh if he did not quote Teddy Roosevelt. So he does. In quoting President Theodore Roosevelt, we do this so that our place will not be among the cold and timid souls who know neither victory nor defeat. Hashtag, we want to play. Ryan Day has since come out with essentially the same thing. James Franklin says he's supporting his players all the way. So What I'm about to say on the show is really driven, if the players were undecided, I'd have a different thought process. If the parents were uneasy, I'd have a different thought process. But here's the deal. The players, to a man... Obviously, there's some that have already opted out. That's fine. Anybody can opt out any time. But the ones that are there... To a man, tweeted, hashtag, they want to play. We want to play or I want to play. And the parents have been backing them up. So let's go back just for a moment and see how this has played out. And this does go back to Friday's show. But I'm going to reiterate it. One, these are all professionals, so as their livelihood, they have all made this decision to do this. Some of these are in bubbles, some are not. But... I want you to see the pattern involved. The pattern is important, which then goes to what Jim. Again, we're trying to tie this all together. Notice the Jim Harbaugh pattern in here. Now let's look at the pattern in sports that have actually participated. Okay? PGA Tour. Well, golf. It's you know it's individual. No, guess what? When you're playing in threesomes, okay, you've got three players three caddies. They're all in close proximity. They spend, except for maybe once they're done hitting, once they hit their second shot, they're then back again around the green again. They started out at Colonial. They then had a a small problem at Heritage where some caddies tested positive, which in turn meant the players had to drop out. Then they had five altogether at Hartford that had to drop out. Okay. Okay. You're like, uh-oh. Since Hartford, there have been none. Zero. Hartford was June 24th. It was six weeks ago. It was seven, six, seven weeks ago. They've had none. NASCAR has had one, and that was Jimmy Johnson, and it was a false positive. NASCAR, yeah, I know they have helmets on and so forth, but look, they're all working in the garage When they're in that pit, they'll take those helmets off when they get away from it because you can't be in the helmet the entire time. And they're working in close proximity. They've had none. They had fans as well. And, of course, if there had been a problem with Bristol, Tennessee, two weeks later, do you think we'd all be hearing about it? Oh, yeah, we'd be hearing about it. You're not hearing about it because nothing happened. IndyCar, same thing. IndyCar not only has had no positives – IndyCar has also had fans in Iowa. And once again, if there had been an issue, would we have heard about it? Oh, yeah, well, they had that IndyCar race, all these people. No. Nothing came out of it. All right. So now we've dealt with that. Now let's go NBA. Initially, away from the bubble. Yeah, did they have some initially? But since they got into training camp, nothing. Good news, but they're in a bubble so let's again point out they are in a bubble so far zero the NHL is something that bears watching they're in a bubble Steve Um, know the process then make your bold statement the process was everybody trained in their home city then went to the bubble remember Tampa Bay the lightning had to shut down for a few days but after that they were fine uh, Colorado Avalanche and the uh, had a few early, before they even went to camp, and have had zero since. Austin Matthews, the most famous one of all. Unfortunately, I'm sorry, Austin, to bring up your name. I know because I know it bothers him, but he tested positive. Oh, by the way, you know, I mean, I know they've been eliminated, but you notice he played. They had eleven all together. Got to the bubble, there have been none. And again, all at the beginning. Okay? So now let's get to the one everybody talks about, Major League Baseball. 28 of the 30 teams in Major League Baseball, 28 out of 30, have had no issues. And that includes the Phillies, by the way. The Phillies have missed games, but not because of the Phillies. The Phillies all tested negative as players. All the Philly players tested negative. A coach tested positive, a clubhouse attendant tested positive. All right. But 28 out of the 30, what problems have you heard about the Dodgers, Yankees, besides their fans? That was for you, Matt. I know you mean that. <laughs> you and my brother. Sidekicks. But what problems have been, okay? We know about the Marlins, but by the way, the Marlins are back playing again, aren't they? and they've tested negatively since coming back. Cardinals still have a problem. And by the way, Mike Schultz. I mean, Schulte was pretty um, transparent about, hey, look, we've had a couple guys go to the emergency room, but nobody stayed overnight. So he's been open about it. And we want to be open about it. But 28 out of 30 have not had a problem in Major League Baseball. And that is a correct statement. Yes, some games have been missed because somebody else had a problem, namely the Marlins and now the Cardinals. The other 28 actually have not. They've been either practicing or going along with not an issue. And the initial was after the opening weekend of the series, of the season. Nothing since. Interesting. Now let's get to college football. You've heard Ohio State paused at one point. Uh, They've been back for a month. You heard Maryland had paused for a period of time. Uh, They've been back for two and a half weeks. Last 192 tests at Maryland have been negative. Michigan State's been back for a week. Uh, Let's see. Indiana paused, but they've been back now for two weeks. No issues since... Northwestern. Northwestern pause. Big story. Okay? Did you read the story about Northwestern? Do you know what their status is right now? They're practicing. You want to know why they're practicing? They had one individual test positive. It was a false positive. They had one. It was a false positive. So they went right back to training camp. 13 of the 14 Big Ten schools practiced today, including Penn State. Penn State's practice for today is done. So Penn State practiced today already. So did Ohio State. The bottom line is I'm trying to point out the pattern. What's the pattern? The issues have all been early in the process. The protocols, to be honest with you, seem to be working. By the way, MLS was in a bubble. that said Nashville and uh, Dallas home. No problems afterward. Now the MLS is going to return with regular season play in cities, and they may, we'll see, may have fans. I would not be adamant about this if the players were hesitant or if their parents were hesitant. It's their game. If they're confident in the protocols that they have, which obviously, to the credit of the student-athletes out there, they should get a lot of credit because they've been following it. They're adamant about playing. And it's not just the second-team right tackle. It's Trevor Lawrence. It's Justin Fields. It's Sean Clifford you name it they're all saying they want to play now if they're if their parents were like uh eh, skittish about it then i'd have it a little, then i'd take that into account as well but the parents are not the parents support the protocols obviously nothing's perfect but these people all feel pretty safe with what they're doing right now and they're not look And they're not playing ghost football right now. They have no pads, helmets, but they're doing tag off. Teams that huddle are huddling. So my point is, if I were on the Zoom call with the presidents, let's start with this. I'd be the dumbest person on there. So we'll start with that. (laughs) They'd be using words I wouldn't understand. But I tell them, look, there's nothing that tells me we should stop. You don't stop until you really think you have to. I don't think they have to. Hi,
1: this is Season from Purdy Insurance. As we continue in the green phase per the governor's order, most of our staff continues to work from home to practice social distancing for the safety of our staff and clients. During this time, we are operating under the guidance of the insurance department. Our office remains available to service our current and new clients by phone by calling 570-286-5855, email, and by appointment. Our after-hours emergency service is also ready to assist our clients with their needs. From the team at Purdy Insurance, Stay safe, be well, be kind, and know that we remain dedicated to the highest levels of service to protect what matters most.
0: Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now, from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by our great friends at Purdy Insurance. Market Street and Sunbury, go to purdyinsurance.com. Not only giving back to the community, but setting up all your insurance needs. Auto, home, life, business, maybe to save money, they'll find you bundles. They're about saving you money and making sure you're insured. That is Purdy Insurance Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. And we're in the Sunbury Motor Studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, Routes 11 and 15 in Hummels Wharf. And online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai. Great pre-owned inventory. Check it out at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, Routes 11 and 15 in Hummels Wharf. And online at sunburymotors.com. Very pleased to be joined by our good friend Chris Soleri, who joins us. Chris, welcome. It's great to have you with us. I hope you and yours are safe and sound, which is the most important part.
1: We're safe, but I don't know how sound I am right now. With, uh, <laughs> everything that's gone on in the last 18 to 20 hours.
0: Uh, it's ro- we're talking, Chris, it's ro- we're talking it's just, a roller coaster. We're just
1: operating on caffeine at this point.
0: I mean, it's, it's a roller coaster right now. Is that fair really to say?
1: Is. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, it's a story that has so many different subplots from the players to the coaches to the presidents uh from conference to conference from region to region i mean it is uh it is ever ever evolving and fast moving in a lot of different ways
0: so let me start with the jim harbaugh statement today first of all to his credit i thought it was well-crafted intelligent in my personal opinion. What did you think when you read that this morning, the way he laid it out?
1: Well, I mean, I don't think there's any secret that Harbaugh and all these coaches, I mean, James Franklin issued a statement, Scott Frost has been very vocal today. Um, You know, you've seen it from Ryan Day, they want to play. um, Because they've been given assurances by their own medical teams that that this is the way to go. This is the place to be. This is how we can do it, and how we can do it safely. But, again, these are guys that aren't necessarily used to the evolving nature of, of what a pandemic is and the research and how quickly that's moving and on the medical side. And, you know, that's, that's going to be an interesting case here to see who really is the power brokers with this. I mean, all these coaches are coming together. You've got athletes that are, that are becoming unified. Um, I don't want to say unionized because I don't think they can unionize, but <laughs> they certainly are more unified than they've ever been right now with this they want to play too but their caveat is they want to be doing it safely they want to be assured that the testing is uniform across the board and not done just simply by Michigan staff for how they want to set it up or how Ohio State staff wants to set it up or Penn State or Michigan State staff they want uniformity of this and I think that's that's the big cry right now from the player's side is you know, we need to f- make sure that this is safe. And, you know, obviously the Big Ten releasing the schedule last week and continued intentions to, to push forward on, on September 5th with the opener and, and opening camps on Friday, um, you know, and, and guys getting out there. Um, you know, that, that everything looked like it was moving forward, but the brakes were put on. Um, I think the MAC and the American Conference canceling things. I mean, we have three schools here in Michigan that basically had their seasons ended. Um, they already lost all the the revenue from potential non-conference games when the Big Ten shut things down um, from uh, to a conference-only schedule. Uh, but then pulling the plug, I think, it got a lot of people rethinking things. I think the situation with Brady Feeney at Indiana got things going again. Sure. People realizing, hey, this is uh, this this is may, maybe a little more significant damage than we know, and players and co- and and medical ta- staff alike. So, I'm curious. to It's going to be a battle between academia and also the athletic side. Who wins it? I mean, we're going to find out.
0: I want to take the coaches out of it for a moment. Uh, I think part of this, uh, because I started with Jim Harbaugh because it's the the most visible one. James Franklin, Ryan Day, Scott Frost have all talked. But it's been the players and the parents. we, We talk about it's their game and the players, one by one, have been either hashtag we want to play or hashtag I want to play, and parents have been crafting letters. Does that have an impact at all? You know, they take all the coaches aside. Let's take the athletic director aside. Do the players have any sway in this, in your opinion, Chris?
1: I think to a certain extent. Um, I think the unity side of it, um, also gives athletic directors pause in some ways. On the other side of it is, you know, do we do we worry about them essentially demanding to be paid? I think the American Athletic Conference players, there was a report out there late last week. They were starting to, to discuss or, or at least putting forth something saying, we want 20% of your revenue. Well, geez, I mean, that's significant demand right there. That's being paid. Yeah. They wanted hazard yeah. pay. You know, I mean, so if you if you're starting to get unification, you know, do those those demands come across the board? They were, the, the Big Ten players in their statement, you know, I talked to Hunter Reynolds from Michigan at two in the morning. Um, he was one of the ones that helped organize it. He made, he made a point right. to, to say they were on a different path at that you know last week than the Pac-12 players. Pac-12 players threatened to boycott. The Big Ten players never wanted to not play. They just want to play safely. Um, and then you had the uh, the we want to play group with with Trevor Lawrence and the guys down in Clemson in the south um when they got on their zoom call they found common ground um they all want to play i mean it's not like nobody wants to play here it, it's right. but they right. want to do it in the safest possible manner that they don't necessarily feel like and i think that voice is being heard and if you're having that voice being heard and you know, the the waivers thing I think is still an issue. How eligibility might happen, if guys opt out is still an issue. All these questions that have not been answered. Um, you know, five months after the shutdown of the college basketball season in spring sports. So I, I think the, the from their end they want more clarity. But from the college side, I don't know if they have it right now. I don't think they've they've come together on a collective. I mean, you're seeing the Big Ten and Pac-12 going one way, the ACC and the SEC going another way, the Big 12 kind of in the middle with both, um, you know, and then the the group of five conferences all scattered among that, too, with the back canceling and others not. So it's just, it's a mess in a lot of ways that, you know, there, there needs to be. A better line of communication with all of them. The, the players definitely wanted to hear, have their voices heard. I don't necessarily know if they were um, early last week, uh, but they made it pretty loud and clear last night in, in succession. When you have the two two of the three or three of the biggest college stars in succession, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Trevor Hubbard, all all putting it out there, say, saying the same statement, saying the same thing for them and their 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 teammates. Um, yeah, I mean that. That voice was heard overnight, I think. And, you know, yeah. now we've got a lot of other questions to be answered.
0: What's interesting, too, is that those who have expanded upon the basic tweet of I, hashtag I want to play or hashtag we want to play, when they've expanded upon it, each one has said, I haven't seen one that dissented, that they were co- completely confident in, in their school's protocols. I thought that was significant.
1: Well, there's some. I mean, Connor Hayward, uh, Cam Hayward's brother here at Michigan State, uh, was pretty frank. He wants to play, but he also put out there that, hey, you know, I understand and see the rest. Michigan State had a kid uh, on Saturday, Marcel Lewis, who had a family member die of COVID-19, had another hospitalized. He's concerned, and he opted out of the season. Uh, Justin Stevens here, an offensive lineman, opted out because he has a, a, a respiratory issue and he doesn't want to put himself in a compromising position. So I think what you're seeing is there are a lot of different sides of that spectrum within the athletes as well, um, and they don't want retaliation. That's one thing I think that, that Hunter Reynolds from Michigan, when we talk, um, and best one thirty two o'clock in the morning interview I've ever done, <laughs> by the way. Um, but but he, he said they don't want any retribution or retaliation if they decide not to play. Exactly. And there's a, there's a real fear of that.
0: And that's where they need to come through and be definitive in their statement. You want to opt out, you're playing in 2021 as long as you want to. Just okay. make that statement. If it means that you have to expand the scholarship number by five to do it or give exemptions beyond 85 to make it happen, make it happen. It's a different circumstance than any other time. Because to me, the ability to play or work – for example, I know with us they asked if we'd be comfortable doing home games, road games, and it's my decision. I said, "Yeah, I have, I have no problem." But just because I don't have a problem doesn't mean George Blaha does. I mean, he might. Right. I don't know. I haven't talked right. to George. Well, it's, you know, we're professionals, so that's different. But here, if a player, they should be definitive that if a player wants to opt out because it's all about comfort, make sure their spot is assured next year and figure out a way to make that happen because it's, it's supposed to be about the student-athletes, so just make it happen.
1: Yeah, I mean, it is supposed to be about student-athletes, and I think that's why it's going to be an interesting couple days here of, I, mean, I don't think that these are going to be the last coaches, and I don't think it's going to be the last players to say we want to play, without a question. I think what you're going to see is, Where's the academic side? Where's the, I mean, Michigan State and Michigan both have presidents who are experts in uh, their medical doctors yes. whose field of <laughs> expertise are immunology and infectious diseases.
0: I was going to you bring know? that up, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to bring
1: that yeah. up. Those are, I mean, those are important voices here. You know, and if they're voting to not play, well, those voices should be heard, and they should be heard loud and clear. Over anybody who wants to put themselves in harm's way, which ultimately then also puts others in harm's way. I mean, a friend of mine that I graduated with from Butler High School um, is on the NCAA COVID nineteen panel. Uh, Dr. Amish Adalja. He's, he's based out of Pittsburgh, uh, but he's now at Johns Hopkins. We spoke. Uh, we, we've spoken at least once a month uh, since all this went down, and we talked the other day, and he told me that early on he thought that football could be played safely, but with the rising cases uh, with the potential for what he called community spread, not necessarily stuff going on with competition, but these guys in their social lives. And I mean, you've seen it already with when players come back on campus and Rutgers gets quarantined, Um, Michigan state had uh, a 14 day quarantine. I mean, that's where the, the problem becomes and, you know, keeping college students out of their own way. Um, you know, and, and because they're not professional athletes, you can't put them in a bubble. That that's another step towards paying them. If you try to that, colleges can't don't want to do that. So, you know, there's there's a number of things here. Uh, you know, and Amos told me he said, you know, I thought it could be done early on, but I, I just don't see how it can realistically be done now. Not to mention the testing issues. I think that's another thing. You know, when you start talking about testing guys multiple times a week, how quickly are you going to get those tests back? If you got, if you're getting tested on Monday, or, or let's say Sunday after a game, and you're getting tested again on Wednesday, you are going to have the test results back to travel across five states like Michigan State? I mean, four Michigan State games are in Nebraska, Iowa, Maryland, and Penn State. That's a lot of travel. Twenty-two hundred miles of travel during the middle of the pandemic. So these are all realistic issues that go simply beyond, hey, let's put the ball out there and snap it and go.
0: Right. Uh, I laid out at the beginning of the show, I looked at everything. Now, these are all professionals, so I pointed that out. But every problem that has happened, whether it's an NHL training camp in June, early uh, late June, to uh, the PGA Tour, whatever, All the problems were early. And as you pointed out, problems happened when Rutgers came back onto campus. But since then, everybody else has settled down. Is that something we can learn from? Because obviously everything's settled down, and even in college football and their camps, they have settled down, except for Colorado State and Rutgers.
1: Right. Well, I think it's also important to understand that the only people back on campuses right now are these athletes. So,
0: what happens well, to a point? To a point. Penn uh, some some yeah. people. So,
1: so I mean, so let's say let's say they decide we're going to have twenty five percent class in person attendance and, and and schooling. That increases the risk. Um, you know, are, are you going to have other people in the dorms or just athletes? Well, you're not going to be able to do that. Are you going to just try and play football? Well, there's Title Nine issues about all the women's sports. I mean, these are real issues that that come up with. The logic of, of trying to play beyond just simply football players want to play. The coaches want to play. Um, you know the community. The community itself is is a big thing. I mean, you know, there are people that live in East Lansing that don't have ties to Michigan State. There are people that live in State College who don't have ties to Penn State. I mean, That's it's, right? You know, how, do you put them in harm's way just simply for entertainment value? I don't know. I mean, you know, but at the same point, this is a big business. This is not just coaches' livelihoods, athletic directors' livelihoods, but the players' potential future livelihoods. you got guys who have things they need to prove uh, if they want to go to the next level, or they have guys that have things that they may not want to risk uh, by putting themselves in harm's way. I, you know, there, there are so many elements in this that, you know, here we are less than a month away from, from the, the planned kickoff that, has, that they have no answers right now. And that should be that should be the biggest concern. These answers are still floating, and that's potentially and probably why it ends up getting canceled.
0: And that's why at the beginning, and we'll get your opinion on this. I advocated look, keep making the next step. Well, the two week minicamp thing, everybody most got through that step okay. Hey, now you're into this step. So far, people have been okay. Penn State's next testing numbers are Wednesday, by the way, that they'll release let's see how that goes then you get into contact all right well now let's see how that goes then of course you get students being reintroduced into campus which you just pointed out correctly and now let's see how that i think you need to see how it goes along the way and then make decisions that that involve with how to me how it goes how do you feel about that you may have a completely different opinion
1: you know, it, it's hard. It's hard because you know. Think about. I, I mean, just think of the bad decisions that you've seen on college campuses over the years. Don't not even with athletes. Okay, I mean, athletes make their share of bad decisions, but students in general make their shares of bad decisions. Um, because that's the nature of being eighteen to twenty-three years old. You, <laughs> you're 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 technically a fully formed adult physically, but mentally you got a lot to learn and. Yeah. You're learning about the unknown along with all the adults right now. Um, The medical experts are learning. I mean, it's it's a novel virus. You know, why is it a novel virus? Because it has not been studied before. That's why you, you see... Things change. That's why you saw the change with no masks to masks, or a good thing. Were where you seeing, mm-hmm. you know, testing is going to get you this, or you know, I think that another great example is the respirators. Remember when the respirators were a big issue, the shortage of respirators? We need more respirators. As the, the virus progressed and as the medical community studied it more, it became less about respirators and more about getting people off their backs and putting them on their stomachs. I mean, this is it, this is you know this is why science is important, why, why science class is important. To understand that, you know, when you have something new, when you have something unknown, it needs to be studied. It needs to be, because, I mean, hey, Eduardo Rodriguez from the Red Sox, uh, Yep, Brady Feeney from Indiana. I mean, these are high-level athletes. What do they rely on? You know, yeah, they rely on strength. Yeah, they rely on, on skill. But their biggest attributes are what separates – those guys maybe be from a double-A player in baseball or uh, a one-double-A player in football is their high level of cardiovascular systems and pulmonary systems. And if you start talking about that being a risk, then every athlete needs to pause and think about it. Um, and, and they need the time to think about it. They've had five months to think about it, but new issues keep coming up and new new explanations keep coming up because that's the nature of studying a disease. Um, it's, you know, I, I really, you know, someone asked me this earlier. I feel for these kids. I feel for their parents having to make these decisions. I feel for the, the coaches are, are basically like everybody else learning about this on the fly because they're not as much as they like to think they know everything about everything. They don't. They don't. They're not medical experts. They rely on their medical experts. And their medical experts are still learning on the fly. So. so certainly it's, uh, you know, my opinion on it. I mean, you, you've got to put one, one kid dying from it is too many. One kid, Trevor Lawrence, losing a potential pro future because of it is too many. Um, but also um, realistic to understand that these guys, every time they put on a helmet and pads, they go out there, they're taking certain risks. This is just a different risk altogether, but not just as an individual risk but as a, a societal risk.
0: I should have taken more science classes and fewer broadcasting classes. All right. <laughs> Chris, always you just, you a pleasure, my a high friend. You school
1: class major medical expert. That's, that's how you get it explained to you.
0: See, and that's how we get around it. Perfect. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, thanks so much. Always appreciate you very much and your great work.
1: All right, So you. Take care. Be well.
0: Chris Soleri, joining us from the Detroit Free Press. We will come back. Mark Wogan, Rich, next half hour. Brought to you by Purdy Insurance on News Radio 1070, WKOK. Mark SI.com next half hour. Of course, all this is happening on a day where we got the latest Center County COVID-19 numbers. And there were zero. That's great news. Yesterday, there were two. The day before, there were two. Today, zero. So they've had four in three days. Now, the students aren't back yet.